Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Again, we're honored and privileged to come across your airwaves and it's just great. We want to hear from you folks out in Asia and Europe on the other side of the world, Podbean or whatever it is that they're starting a podcast on. We're real happy about that. We're thankful for the people. There's people actually in Ukraine paying for that. Uh, you know, so that's mm-hmm. unbelievable. So uh, we yeah, thank you for that. If you're part of that, listen, Stephanie and I love you guys. We really do. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we put our stuff out there. We share with you. You know, Stephanie, this weekend, you know who you get to see? You get to see Liberty. You get to see Lydia. Uh, is that crazy or what? I get to see them. And, and uh, you know, I'm good with, with Liberty awesome. now. I, everybody knows that I made good with Liberty. We're tight now. And uh, <laughs> we, we, we need to get her on a podcast one of these times. I mean, That would be pretty great. Yeah, yeah. And I've always been tight with Lydia. So there's been no problem there. There wasn't, there wasn't any bad experience. <laughs> or, or the other girls, uh, uh-huh. you know, Mama Mia, Leah, yeah, Sweet Lou. I mean, they're, they're just a good family of people right there, man. I <laughs> I know the girls. I don't really know anybody. Beyond, well, I know Logan, who's getting married. And, uh, boy, yeah, he's marrying a pretty girl. Great. I'm looking at the picture. Yes. Of, she's pretty. I mean, they're going to have fun. Yeah. They're going to have a good life together. You know, I thank yeah. God. And, and they're, they're godly. Uh, and, and, you know, yeah. as we're talking about this and, uh, it brings us right to where we want to go. We want to talk about relationships and, and more important than that, godly relationships and not just uh, the godly court and relationship, which obviously uh, Logan and his bride had a very godly court and relationship involving families, involving God, most important. Uh, but we also have other relationships, Stephanie, you know, not only the relationship that will uh, bring us to marriage or keep us in marriage and things of that nature, but there's other relationships and it's important that our relationships stay godly. I want a, a couple verses with you. The first one, a man that have friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that stick it closer than a brother. Uh, so, you know, if we're going to be friends, we've got to be friendly we got to stick. We got a God that sticketh closer to a brother. We got to stick with God. Is what I'm trying to say. God controls those yeah. relationships, but at the same time, if we're in a relationship that's not godly, we're reminded in the book of the church to the uh, church at Corinth. There, in the first book of Corinthians six eighteen, flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth uh, is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. So we don't want to be in a relationship ever uh where there's ever fornication going on or even even from an emotional pornography side i mean listen we have a responsibility to god that's both emotional and physical purity and even within our relationships we don't want to lead anybody the wrong way and uh uh and then you know having that godly relationship and i want i want stephanie to kind of describe godly relationships from a lady front uh, in just a second, I'm going to read one more verse that I think is kind of significant here. Really, uh, two verses, uh, but let me do this first. I think this verse is enough. First Thessalonians 5.11, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even 
as also ye do. So I, I think what God's telling us here, Stephanie, is relationships need to be edifying, godly, mm-hmm. away from anything that's yucky, uh, and that bring honor and glory to God. So tell us, what's a godly relationship look like to you? Well, um, when I th- when we look at Scripture, we see many examples of godly relationships on many different fronts. Um, there's relationships between, you know, the kind of relationship you have with a saved person and an unsaved person. You have, you know, a husband to a wife. You have a um, friend to a friend. You even have, um, in Boaz and Ruth's situation, you have that example of, you know, what starts as a friendship and goes further and becomes a marriage. And so you have all the, you know, so much variety. And when I look at the, at what made each of those relationships good, what made the, the, the relationships that we look at with, um, admiration or, um, you know, we look at them and the outcome was, was a good, it was a good story. It was a good story ending. You know, we, we love stories with good endings. And when I, when I look at those, there's two things that is in every single one of those stories. First of all, the, the people had a relationship with Jesus Christ yeah. before they had a relationship with the person. Mm. And so there's that oneness with Jesus Christ. Um, I think of David and Jonathan, you know, they both love Jehovah God. And that was the basis of their relationship. It wasn't. Yeah. each other. It wasn't what they could get out of each other. What made their relationship strong was that they both loved the, what, you know, and it, it was before exactly. Jesus had come, but it was Jehovah yeah. God. And then because of that relationship being right, what makes all of those other stories have good endings? Um, I think of Boaz and Ruth, because yeah. that's a really sweet story to me. It is. Um, they both loved being able to serve the other person. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't about they themselves becoming gratified. It wasn't all about they themselves getting what they wanted. That's a, that's a beautiful byproduct that God gives, Yeah, but they wanted to serve each other. They wanted to be, to bless each other's lives. And I think a godly relationship that will always be one of the key elements is I'm not in this relationship for what I can get out of it. I'm in this relationship to be a blessing to you and to make a difference in your life for Jesus. There it is. There it is. And and I guess exactly what you just said uh, is something that we all need to heed is a relationship that we're having with anybody, uh, bringing honor and glory to God. And if it is, we're in a godly relationship. Uh, and if it's not, we need to get to the place where it's bringing honor and glory to God. Exactly what Stephanie said, because you never know what's going to come out of a relationship. Maybe if you're single or something and you've got a good friendship going with someone of the opposite, who knows? You know, you never know what's going to happen, but what you do want to happen in every relationship is exactly what Stephanie just said, is you want God all wrapped around it, yeah. you know? And uh, I, there was a, a man years ago, he came and spoke at our church. That we were one of the greatest church we were ever members of. I mean, uh, it was over there in Germany. Pastor Dave Morose was our pastor, a church that you're going to with us next March for a missions conference. And, uh, but Pastor Morose, Pastor Dave, I'll tell you, is the most wonderful guy and godly, but someone came and spoke and he made this point. He said, you know, when, when a person is looking to uh, date you, caught you is a better term, I think for a godly type of position, uh, they should find God a lot before they find you within you. 
You know, as they're learning you, they should just be hearing everything about God. So, and that's kind of exactly what you said. And uh, uh, you said it much more eloquently than that old dude did from Chattanooga. But listen, (laughs) the same kind of idea. And uh, so, and so godly relationships, we just want to talk about that because relationships will mess people up with PTSD. You know it, Stephanie. I mean, you know, you know, you think if there's a relationship out there and it goes bad, if it goes crazy, if it goes wacky, if it goes down, boy, it can mess up your life because you already got this hyper junk going on. You're hypersensitive. You're hyper this, you're hyper that. So if it, if, if a relationship goes weird, it, it just kicks everything, you know, that hypervigilance you have, it turns that into hyper squared vigilance. It turns it into what am I doing wrong? Am I no good? Am I a piece of meat? Relationships matter. So you just yeah. can't shut people off, you know, and uh, you yeah. got to love people. I mean, uh, so I, I think that's so significant. And so, I, and the only reason we talked about godly relationships is because God has created us not to be individuals, not to be laying at home, uh, not to be just getting out of work, hiding ourselves, but now to be members of that church to, uh, to be, you know, and quite frankly, why did God make marriage to bring honor and glory to him and, and to produce okay. children and, uh, and, 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 you know, he gives us great happiness through these things, but again, it all starts with that godly relationship. And, you know, the friendships mm-hmm. in my life that are outside of godly really aren't there. I don't have any really, you know, I'll be honest with you. Debbie and I's yeah. relationships are with people at church, with Stephanie, uh, with people like that, you know, some people that we work with and stuff, we keep it godly. Uh, that's the relationships that we need to work on that we need. And that's why people go to Bible colleges and stuff, Stephanie, so that they find that and everything they do and and things of that nature. Not that you necessarily have to go. I, I tell people often, you know, stay, if you got a good church, stay there and go to the college down the street. I don't care, but just make sure you never leave God, but we'd love to see you. So Stephanie and I have a favorite Bible college, but it wouldn't be right for us to say (laughs) Pensacola Christian college while we're talking. So we're not going to. So here we are. We're in chapter 20 of the book of Proverbs, but we do like other colleges too. So we, we just want to go on record that saying, even though PCCs are fave, there are other good ones out there. And, uh, and, and so here we are, Stephanie, on verse number 26. We got just a minute and a half or so. I want to at least start this before we go to a commercial. It says, a wise king scattereth the wicked and bringeth the wheel over them. <laughs> and so, uh, so a wise earthly ruler understands how important it is to you know, administer justice, to get people to sift out the wicked, get them away from each other. You know what's worse than having one wicked guy in the house? Having two. two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's why when a wicked person marries another wicked person, that's why, have you ever met people who are married, who are both like, they have one quality that they, they, that are exactly the same. You know, I've met married couples, yeah. you're married evil, 20 years. The evil quality. Oh uh, yeah. Or it's, it's exactly the same. And it, and it seems to me it'd be the most boring thing on God's green earth. You know, somebody has got to be a little different. There's somebody has got to hang from the rafters out of every marriage. Praise God. You, just, <laughs> you, you gotta have that crazy dude someone has or to be girl. Free spirit freak, right? Yeah. Someone's going to let the freak <laughs> flag wave. And, uh, but sometimes, you know, so I don't know where I'm going, but you scatter the wicked people. Because if you don't sift them out, if you don't scatter them out, uh, boy, they're going to they're gonna hook up together. When you get yeah. wicked people together, and yeah. then you punish them. And uh, sometimes you have to yeah. run that wheel right over and end them. You know, you know yeah. even, even in the Bible, uh, 
there were some times that that happened, especially in the Old Testament. But I think uh, I think there's a lesson here to learn us. We scatter at the wicked. Hey, folks, listen, we're going to just jump over right now to these stations, and we'll be right back. So go ahead and hang with us. Well, it's great to be back with you and, and, and talking about how they scatter. I think giving Stephanie a chance to speak on this verse here in 26. Well, when I look at this verse, I think of the whole concept of, you know, why, why, do, why do jail cells only have two convicts in it? You know, you think of when they put or when they put people in solitary confinement. There's a reason for that. Um, even, even the lost world knows this principle that you don't, you don't let all the wicked people hang out together. Um, it, it's going to become a bigger problem. And hence why, you know, there should be alarm bells going off when a crowd, when a, you know, a mob is condoned for their, for their actions, instead of being scattered, there yeah. should be alarm bells going off as to why that's happening. Because that goes against, that goes against basic human humanity. Yeah. Um, it goes against basic common sense that any wise king, any wise authority figure is going to scatter. Why do we send the police in to scatter a mob? Why do they use, you know, noise frequencies and a gazillion other things, ways, you know, pepper spray, taser guns, whatever it is they're using. Fire hoses, yeah. Yeah, I mean, why do they do that? It's because of the principle of this verse. You don't let, you don't let rotten people all hang out together. It's going to become a nasty situation real quick. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely right. And you know, this example of the wheel is when you put grain, you know, you crush down the grain, get the tears out. So, mm. you know, using that as an example. But uh, folks, again, you know, I could remember being in the army and I'd say, oh, who in the world let these guys hang out together? You know, <laughs> break those people up. You know, don't let that happen ever again. Don't let, you know, put him in different dormitories. I mean, you know, transfer him with a knucklehead, you know, just make a phone call and say, hey, top, you know, we got a knucklehead over here. You got at least one. Can we swap them? Because this knucklehead gets together with this knucklehead and they ruin the world. So if we send yeah. our knucklehead to you and you send, you know, maybe they'll find some good on there. Maybe, maybe something will happen. I, I think, I think that's a significant lesson for us in life too, is you break, sometimes you got to break kids up you know when stephanie's yeah. kids start going at last podcast you could hear them a little bit going on in the background you know they get even stephanie's kids among the greatest people who oh, ever yeah. lived you know even even emmy who's probably one of the greatest americans ever to walk the face of the earth i mean even she's got issues once in a while and, and steffi <laughs> yep. who's right there with her one of the greatest americans ever but anyway so we it's important <laughs> that we get that and you know here's a here's what we were talking about here's something a minute ago and that i wanted to, that we were talking about a minute ago but it says the spirit of the man is the lamp of the lord searching all the inner depths of his heart so our spirit and uh uh you know the, the lamp of the Lord, or it can, the, it, it's a light, it exposes it. So God's word, we're told in Psalm 119, 105, is, remember we did that a while back, is a, is a lamp and a light. And uh, so we can imagine that in the, in the spirit. So if you think about this, I'm trying to put this in a way that is beyond my brain and makes sense. So spiritual things we're talking about, spiritually doing things right that are, uh, you know, godly. 
the right things and, and, and God's a light to those things within, you know, God's spirit within us, it illuminates life and godliness and good mm-hmm. things. And that's when we get away from a couple of days ago when we talked about narcissists and, you know, it tells us in that second line, Stephanie, I know you're going to hit on this cause I know how you think that it searches yeah. the inner depths of our heart. Yeah. You know, God's light does that. You know, it gives us a conscious, it get, it searches the inner depths. What are you thinking there, Stephanie? It's interesting because a candle has a, has a purpose. Its purpose is to illuminate. Its purpose is to give warmth. So if I could almost say it, it's, it's supposed to be a tender thing. It's supposed to be a useful thing. It's supposed to be a profitable thing. And when I think of the fact that God compares my spirit when he's working in my heart and life, to a candle. And, um, we, we all know the sermon on the Mount where Jesus says, you're the light of the world. Yeah. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. And he talks about, goes on to talk about no man has a candle and puts a bush, puts a basket over it. Yeah. But he, he lets, and the, the whole purpose, when I look at this verse, obviously we, we, God searching us. It's like he takes the candle of his word through our spirits, through yeah. our soul. Yep. to show us the areas that need growth, the areas that need change. But it's not just so that we'll become a good person. It's not just so, to, to gratify us. It's so that we will be then his candle, so that his candle so consumes us, so that we everything about us becomes a candle to light someone else. Yeah. That we will be an extension, extension of this candle of the Lord to yeah. light someone else. Yeah. And that it's supposed to be a chain effect. If we're doing, if, if we're letting God be the candle in our lives that he wants to be, it's going to become a chain effect and it's going to affect, you know, if our life isn't affecting other people in a positive way, changing them for the glory of God, then we're failing in our purpose Yeah, as to why God's lighting us. Yeah. And you know, that's a tough thing to listen to, but it, it's necessary. And I know some people, uh, you know, if, if we're not having a positive godly effect on people, we do need to take a look at our lives. If, and, and you know, you know, things, I mean, it, we know things, don't we? I mean, when we sit down or lay down at night, when, you know, the kids are asleep, when life slows down a little bit, work has come to an end, you're not on the phone with uh, a country somewhere around the world, whatever the case may be. And, and things slow down. And uh, you got your feet up or whatever, you really know that's a time when you're praying and you're saying, God, did I make a difference today? And you know, if you're raising kids for God, the answer is yes. If you're sharing the gospel with people, the answer is yes. If you're in a godly marriage, the answer is yes. If you snuck some Bible reading in that day, the answer is yes. If you, uh, you're out here listening to this podcast, listen, the answer is yes. So I think sometimes, Stephanie, and you have a hyper sense of responsibility. We've, we've talked about that. You, you do. And I think a lot of people do, you know, where, where Stephanie's like, well, you know, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. And, you know, when, when I was coaching her on, counseling her on, whatever you want to call it, a few years back when we were working with Stephanie, uh, Stephanie does have a hyper sense of responsibility. A lot of people have it. Uh, but folks, if you're helping people, if you're making a difference, 
If you're studying your Bible, if, if, if you're a member of a church, if you're supporting missions, I mean, you're making a difference. It's godly. So yeah. somehow knowing that that light of the Lord, that conscious, those things in your soul, don't, don't judge them. Uh, just do what you got to do. Do that next step. Step out. Get into it. Dig it. Like it. And, you know, Stephanie, we started this. And I wanted to save a couple minutes right at the end here. We were talking about godly relationships and uh, mm. I, I wanted to save a couple minutes at the end to bring a, I, I wanted to ask Stephanie just a couple more questions in the area or just close with it. So, and I want to do this cause this is, this is Stephanie's territory. She's, she's really not single. So she's widowed. So being a widow or a widower is a, she can talk to that. I can't. So Stephanie, uh, you know, being a widow and knowing that there's widows and widow, widowers out there. Uh, I mean, your relationships, everything just exploded. And one day you yeah. wake up and, and how do you look at relationships? I mean, it's got to be a whole different animal out there, right? Oh, yeah. It's a very, very different, um, you know, nothing's the same. Um, relationships, you know, it, it's I, I observe relationships different than I used to. Yeah. I interact with relationships different. And because of quite honestly, because of being out of so much of an abusive, um, yeah. fog and mindset that I was in for so many years. And like, you know, we've talked about this, Charles and I had got it opened his eyes. We had come out of that. Um, and I, I just want to say real prior. quick, real quick. I just want to say that Charles was not abusing Stephanie. So Charles was being abused no. as well. So we always want to say that at this point. So go yes. ahead, Stephanie. Yes. Yeah. So when God opened his eyes, you know, when you're raised in that, it's a whole different ball of wax to come out of it. Yeah. And so when God opened his eyes to what, to, to, to truth and what was going on. And so we were on that journey out, but there was so much fog still on both of us. Um, because for him, he had been in it, you know, almost 40 years. I had been in it for a decade. Uh, that there's a lot, there's a lot of baggage that comes with that. And, um, anyone who's been through abuse gets that, but God was doing a healing work. Uh, but then after he died, you know, kind of, I honestly, I took steps backwards and, and with a good heart, um, I don't have regrets in the sense of giving second chances. I have no regrets in any of that, but my whole view of relationships and the way I interact with people has so changed and been revolutionized in these last, what, two and a half years yeah, or yeah. so since I separated completely from that, th that the source, the sources of that abuse and the, that abusive mindset. And when I look at relationships now, there's a joy. Um, yes. Do I still hold my breath a little bit? Am I still careful? Am I still, you know, once you've been burnt, yeah, every stove looks hot, whether it's hot or not. Mm, and yep. the same thing is true when, with a relationship. It looks like it's a burn possibility, even when there's no possibility of it in that relationship at all. Yeah. And so, yes, I, you know, I do struggle with things, but I, I, I value relationships. Yeah. I value them so much more now. And, you know, and, and I've told 
So, folks, I, I, I hate to do this, folks, but we're going to have to oh, continue we're out of on. Time, aren't we? Yeah, but this is good That's about okay. value, and we're going to talk about value, and we're learning here. We're going to we're going to pop into this on tomorrow morning. We're just going to keep on going with this, but we sure do love you, folks. If you got to get a hold of us, make sure you come out to see us on Facebook at Helpful Wounded Spirits. Drop us a. a, a private message or make sure you drop me a note at doug at woundedspirits.com we sure do love you and uh, we look forward to talking to you tomorrow and hey we're a smile that only god can give you thank you and god bless you thank you for listening to our podcast today It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.